Welcome back to InstaDeath Survivor Support Group. I'm Brian Hazard and I'm playing Steam Highwayman, an open world gamebook series by Martin Nouch. I'm an orphan fighting to survive in the reeking metropolis and I've just left a bar called The Flask, where I've lied low to avoid some crooked constables that I thoroughly cheesed off. Let's continue. The village of Highgate straddles the high road running north out of London, providing a place for thirsty holiders and travelers to refresh themselves. A haulage guild tollhouse controls the highway, and the innkeepers charge tolls of their own. Many travelers stop at the flask to hire protection from the dangers of highwaymen before continuing their journeys north. Bishop's Wood is known to be haunted by robbers. Okay, so I could ride towards Bishop's Wood, I could ride toward Parliament Hill. I could cross the heath towards Hampstead. I would like to take a peek at my map. Wow, we're way up here. Okay, I kind of like, I want to get like deeper into good old London town. So I'm going to go down towards Camden town. That is my plan, Camden town. Okay, so to get to Camden town, I go to paragraph 34. Conveniently, that's nearby. Perfect. So, Camden in 34, 34. Here we go. About halfway down Highgate Hill, just past a newly built brick church, you pass the buffers and switching lane of the cable tram, which runs all the way down to Camden Town. Note passage 84 and roll a die. Okay, so I need to note on my character sheet, I need to note passage 84. There may come a time when that noted passage is important. Yeah, so there we go. And then I'm going to roll and I get a one. Uh-oh. A broken cable. 274. All right. A cable tram full of terrified passengers comes tearing down the street in the wrong direction. Cable scorned! yells the brake man, heaving fruitlessly against the brake lever. If you have a grappling iron, turn to 212 immediately. We do not have a grappling iron. Otherwise... Another engineering role. Oh, difficulty 13. Oh, man. I, I might as well not attempt, but I'm going to anyway, because I may as well. So uh, let's see. Engineering of two. I have to literally roll a 12 or I fail. <laughs> Ain't going to happen. Here we go. We got a four and a one, five, six, seven against a 13. Failed engineering roll. So we go to 222. 222, 22. The cable tram careers past leaps out of its rails at a curb and crashes into a shop front. There was nothing you could do. Ride on to the noted passage. Okay, and that was 84, so I'm going to go to 84. Handy that. Glad I noted the passage. What's cool about that is that I think that allows Martin to do some, like, basically subroutines in the book. So, very cool. Okay, page 84 right here. All right. Not long ago, Camden was a village with green fields between it and the city. Then the steam revolution came with the King's Canal, the freight yards, the workshops, the stables, and the good sheds. Now, it is one of the most densely built and hardworking districts with every possible nook crammed with tenements and cottages rented by squeezed families. Above the buildings, a dense network of cableways carry messages and machinery, half-finished goods, parcels and pies, 
These busy streets are home to some of London's big industries, including the Camden Brewery and the North London Steam Omnibus Company. So I can visit the brewery, head to the wharf, ride to the freight yard, approach the Omnibus Depot, or leave Camden. I'm not going to leave Camden. I just got here. It sounds like, you know, the freight yard, the wharf. I don't know what sounds the most interesting. You know, I don't even know what an Omnibus Depot is. So I'm going to visit there to find out. Omnibus Depot, 92. Oh, and another conveniently close passage. Here we go. The Camden Omnibus Depot is the hub of North London's busy steam locobus service. Garages and sheds stand around a cobbled yard. Countless drivers and mechanics in their yellow-striped uniforms saunter around. A giant clock surmounts the complex, its gears timed to gates and pipework and lines, all designed to keep the locobuses running on time. I'm not wanted by the locobus cooperative, so... I could take some work. I like the idea of attempting to make a few bucks because I don't, I literally have zero pounds in my purse. So I think it makes sense to take some work. So I'm going to do it. 1118 is where I go for that. Also, maybe this is a good way to sort of find one of the guilds. I don't know. 1118. Okay. You're given some basic training in handling the top heavy locobus. It could not be more different to your Ferguson. It is slow, steers like the Tower of London, and is surprisingly unstable. However, you are pronounced ready to drive for the Union after only a short time, and told to head off on your first route up to Highgate and then down into the city. A clock mounted on the dashboard bings reminders of the stops you should be making, but it's far from easy to keep the schedule. By the time you're picking up your third stop, of commuters, you're several minutes behind schedule already. The passengers are becoming rude and anxious. You can attempt to calm them relying on your gallantry, cow them into quiet using your ruthlessness, or ignore them and speed up, making up the time using your motoring skill. So my gallantry is pretty good. Ingenuity is not an option here. Let's see. Ruthlessness is low. Motoring is also low. So gallantry is my thing. So I'm going to try to calm them. I'm turning to 1210, relying on my strengths. You know, they say that strengths, uh, sort of my theory on strengths and weaknesses is that uh, rather than trying to get a little better at, at the things that you're weak at, uh, you should focus entirely on your strengths and get as good as possible at those things. Because if we focus on the things we're innately good at, we will eventually become best in the world. So that's my idea on strengths. And that's why I'm going to use my gallantry to calm them. 1210. Here we go. You do your best to maintain your cool, continuing to announce the upcoming stops through the speaking tube and projecting the best sort of authoritative calm that you can. Make a gallantry roll of difficulty 13. Oh man. Ooh, that's still really hard. I got a gallantry of four. So I need a 10 or better? Bummer. Okay. And I only got a 7. Well, failed roll, 12.52. Despite your efforts, you simply get further and further behind schedule. Your passengers are furious, and one slams the door as he alights, bending it out of shape. Back at the depot, the manager shakes his head. 
Not only have he performed miserably, but he must now charge you for the damage to the vehicle. He informs you that unless you pay for the vehicle, he will hand you over to the constables. I don't have money, so I have to call his bluff here, which is one of the options. So I'm going to do that. I'm turning to section 13. Constable Schmonstable, I think I say to him. And uh, we go to 13, 13, 13, 13. All right. Well, shucks. Securely bound and heavily manhandled by several constables. Shouldn't have called his bluff. You are brought before an officer who cranks his portable telegraph into life and scans the most recent bulletins for your description. What happens next will depend on your record. After all, the punishment must fit the crime. That's asking me about a code word that I do not have. Otherwise, check the options below and total the number of points indicated by relevant conditions. All right. I don't believe I'm not wanted by any of these, and I don't have any of these titles. Do I possess a convict's ticket? No. A copy of Jensen's statement? No. Any explosives? No. Ah, bummer. Any weapons, explosives, or paper money will be taken from you. So I need to remove those from my sheet. So we're going to do that. And uh, so I lose my blunder pistol. Super lame. And I also lose my saber. I don't have any money, so meh. All right. And uh, I don't... It's zero to four points on the charges. So, okay. So I go to 153. All right. So I'm now weaponless. Bummer. I don't have a gun to brandish. I walk these streets famished. The plan is. That's a little rap from Hamilton. I'm very cultured. <laughs> 153. All right. The constables are far from impressed with you. They consider you an unimportant vagrant. Little more than a beggar. They confiscate any keys. Dang it tools or jewelry you still possess. Oh, what a bummer. So I lose the skeleton key too. I don't think a mask would count as jewelry. Patch up the worst of your hurts and send you on your way. So I don't have any, any hurts and I can remove a wanted status, but I don't have any. Consider yourself fortunate, says the officer who releases you. Do not cross our paths again, or you will be treated much more harshly. Find yourself gainful employment, citizen. Hold a dice to see where you are released. So I'm, I'm released in Southwark. So I'm to the south of the Thames. Southwark is one huge market. Goods brought in from the south are sold on here at Burrow and Hayes markets. Every second passerby trundles a steam lift or carries a sack. Children dash backwards and forwards with freight tickets in their hands or leap to hook them onto bundles and crates being craned onto the overhead rails that run along the streets. Even the old church of St. Saviour's has been topped with a telegraph guild station. Still, if you look, you can find vestiges of the old city. Down a side street stands the George. Its galleried courtyard is filled with horses and wagons and the velestemes of dispatch riders. And that's where we're going to stop for this session. So I went down to Camden and attempted to find work with the bus cooperative. But unfortunately, I'm not a naturally gifted driver, and I caused a bit of trouble. Ultimately, my refusal to pay for the damages got me locked up by those dirty constables. And my few valuables were confiscated. Luckily, I still have my Velosteam, so we'll ride on in the next episode. Stay tuned. 
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the show, become a patron at patreon.com slash instadeath. A special thanks to our guests and to the contributors who helped make the show better than I ever could on my own. Intro music graciously provided by Jesse Johnson, a.k.a. Zenoda. Find more great music by searching Jesse Johnson or Zenoda, spelled with an X, on YouTube and most major streaming platforms. Podcast cover art generously contributed by Patrick O'Neill. You can learn more about Pat's art on his Facebook page, Pat O'Neill Art.